Folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. That's where the wellness company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this. You're faced with a medical emergency and you need quick, effective treatment. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic Z-Packs and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health FFN. That's right, folks. 10% off, peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe, stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health FFN. Hi friends, Dr. Mark Sherwood here. And I'm Dr. Michelle Sherwood. Not everyone can make an appointment with us, but you can receive many of the same educational benefits our patients receive through our most comprehensive course, Health Secrets Exposed. Modern healthcare, or should we say sick care, is more focused on profit than your health. And in this course, you'll discover what sick care has been keeping from you all along. Here's a hint. You don't need more medication. You need the simple truths in this course to unlock optimal health. Health Secrets Exposed is usually $149. Now it's just $99 with your promo code. It's time for you to learn what Big Pharma doesn't want you to know. Get access to this course now at Sherwood.tv. the BFB Live Field Report. I am Dustin Faulkner, and we are here at the Halt Hospital Homicide event in San Antonio, Texas. And it is going clear and truthful about everything that is going on here. You cannot get enough information out there. And we, these people are out here working very hard, very hard for these people, getting the victims together and going after the people that have been complicit and up disrupting these people's lives, destroying their lives. And it's extremely sick what's happening. And there are things that's going to keep going. And right now we have with us uh, Brad Geyer with the former Feds Group Freedom Foundation. And the work that they have been doing is massive. They have done a lot of work. And you also remember he, he was J6's attorney. The work that he did, this is a busy man. And we're really glad that we have him on the program. Welcome, Brad. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Well, tell us a little bit about this event, how you guys put it together. So we wanted to put this event together. We co-sponsored two prior events, but this is one that we wanted to really take a leadership role on. And we wanted to announce to the world that while we've been fighting a 
hard scrabble, underfunded, under-resourced, last man in the foxhole kind of defensive holding action on behalf of humanity um, since March of 2020 when we began. Now we are truly on offense and we're stepping up our offensive game. We want to put everybody on notice, particularly politicians in Washington and the State Departments, that they better start receiving our phone calls. Are they not are they not receiving your phone calls? Very few. On purpose, Adam. Uh <laughs> let's just say that uh it it right now the risk management position they're taking is that they're trying to basically ignore our widows. And um I think that that's not that's gonna no longer be viable within a three to six month time frame. They're gonna have to return our calls. I believe that currently right now our movement is stronger than the 1960s civil rights movement, just in terms of raw numbers. Wow, that's incredible. You you guys have really amassed a minute. You took a bunch of people that were separate and various and brought all of these people together. It became this huge movement now. And, you know, who would have thought that we'd got to the point when you get some people in the house, they start asking questions and that you have the Twitter files that drop and all of this stuff, which still isn't enough, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But now people's eyes are on this like they were never before. Mm -hmm. But we also seem to get a kind of an indifference to it. Like maybe people mm -hmm. are tired of hearing about it. What's going on with that? I think there's been some kind of a program or some kind of a... Uh, I'm not really sure where it comes from. I suspect it's, tax, it's taxpayer-funded by some government hopefully not ours, to make people insensitive and to condition people to um, just not care for their fellow man. Um, it's sort of like, not my problem. Uh, and <clears throat> we have, they say that approximately 1.1 million people died of COVID. Our experts, and we believe that our experts uh, are credible and they're not corrupted, our experts, Dr. Peter McCullough, the other day suggested that the floor on the number of vaccine injuries that overlaps with that number would net out from that 1.1 number, uh, 1.1 million number, is 500,000 deaths to the vaccine. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And so uh, the 500 or so people that we have here today, um, every one of them, their price of membership was they had to have a close family member, most typically a husband, um, sacrifice their lives in the line of duty. They showed up in a hospital after being denied early treatment. They showed up in a hospital and they were put on a, on a step down program that was incentivized by government. The end of it was death and the, the gross billings on that one to two months in hospital. Typically, uh, the mean was probably somewhere between 800 thousand and a million dollars and um 
we're going to be heard and politicians are going to have to respond to us. And those that don't, um, we, our members have, have a surprise for that. Good. Cause I was talking to Tom earlier and um, he came on and he was telling us about some of the things that everybody's been working on about compiling these things. Um, you know, when I asked him about Nure- the Nuremberg 2.0. Yes. Um, and, you know, he said, you know, of course, it's an act of Congress uh, to basically have that. But you guys have something different going on. Uh, on the other side, uh, getting around the prep act and stuff with the, mm-hmm. like with Gilead's or Indisavir mm-hmm. uh, and the hospital protocols. Uh, I believe it's uh, Carolyn Sony's 50, recall the shots 50 now that mm-hmm. they've developed. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? What's going on? Yeah, so our. Our uh, strategy was that uh, we were really interested in building a coterie of law firms and essentially helping law firms reducing their uh, uh, the requirement of a law firm investment to uh, uh, file any number of causes of action. You have key TAMs. You have that kind of work. You have uh, class action suits. You have direct action suits against the government, government agencies, and uh, state governments. You have medical boards that were responsible. You have medical staff. You have different organizational structures, physician groups, hospitals. Um, I probably listed about 80, 80% of the potential defendants. So our goal to basically stop the carnage in the hospitals was to make the risk management proposition untenable for what I loosely say, you know, if we're wearing the white hats, I I call them the black hats to make it untenable for the black hats. So for instance, the way we did that is uh, we're training our uh, Wolfpack widows. Uh, We have a work platform currently 160. We're on a a work platform and we help train them to uh, obtain their records um, from the different entities that have those billing records from the next of kid who passed away um, under tra- always under tragic circumstances. We help them re- uh, obtain those records. Then we help them review and analyze them. And part of what we've done is uh, we've developed a, a software system. Um, it's our system. We have a very talented uh, Rendezvous widower who lost his wife they have four children and he's put his creative energies into building this kick-ass uh, uh, computer program. So we have these seminars with volunteers who start going over uh, while, you know, everybody's on a, on a conference call and they're going over their, their records and, you know, what is this drug and why would this drug come next to this drug? And why is there that billing code? And we're basically crowdsourcing that process. This would cost, you know, two, three thousand uh, documents in different forms, different kinds of documents, different formats and the printouts. You have the, the electronic data. Um, and our goal is, is, is to get it so that uh, our victim witnesses are much more sophisticated. They're better witnesses. Um, they help others get more sophisticated and become better victim witnesses. Um, and also, uh, it cuts the the cost, uh, the, the initial cost of law firms. 
because a lot of the work has been done, makes it easier to assess cases. When your cases are easier to assess, it's it's easier to get a pool of law firms that can look at it quickly. It doesn't take a month to figure out there's a case there. You're, 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 you're basically cutting down the amount of time that it takes to evaluate a case. Um, and the other thing we we did to reduce the cost to law firms is work with uh, uncorrupted physicians, researchers, and other uh, medical professionals who uh, uh, have agreed to, to testify as experts at much lower rates than uh, than what would ordinarily be expected. So we're trying to lower the cost because there's a lot of risk for a law firm going in here because under the PrEP Act, there's layered immunities on everybody. Everybody's like they're, they're, they're drunken sailors, you know, uh, port of call. They're drunk out of their minds and they're just layering, layering out uh, crisscrossing immunities. And our group of attorneys that we, we've worked with as, as we lower their costs for, for uh, the, require, the requirement of their investment to take one of these cases, um, uh, we're, we're becoming more sophisticated. We're lowering their, their investment costs. Um, we're getting more integration between and among the attorneys. So you're seeing people look at, well, what happened here? What happened there? I like this provision out of, out of this cause of action. I don't like this one. Be careful about, I see you, you know, use this theory here. That didn't work for us in Michigan. So we're getting a lot of that. And, um, it's fun because these guys, we caught them red-handed. They're doing some evil, evil stuff. And it's always great to catch evil people and hold them accountable. I agree with that. Isn't that great? I agree. 100%. Yeah. Well, you, you know, to me, it's like you've done all of the legwork here. There really shouldn't be any reason that none of these guys should be jumping on board doing this and then making this expedite. I, I mean, that, that's a lot of work that you've done. What, what are you seeing on the warmth of this? Some of these law firms are they are they catching on? So, in the law firm's defense, um, anybody taking a conventional look at it says there's no money, there's not a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow because of all the prep act immunities. So, and you know, really, on the civil enforcement, I look view that as civil enforcement, um, and the civil enforcers in this case are plaintiff's firms, you know, people, people who sue other people. And it's really, it, it, it's a bad risk proposition and a bad value proposition currently. And right now you have all the causes of action and they're on this platform. Uh, there's like an array on the platform and, you know, the line is here for getting money and the platform is behind the line. So what we've been working on doing is getting that that platform to start shifting over that line. And we've already had some success in California when one of our very talented attorneys in California, Matt Tyson, um, he's made it through motion to dismiss on a case. We've had some scattered uh, uh, successes in other states. We've uh, begun, uh, we have a lot of cases filed in California. We're starting to file in, in Michigan, Texas. Um, I'm personally working on New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Um, and attorneys, talented attorneys, creative attorneys are finding us, um, attorneys who have a strong sense of justice and see the peril, uh, that, you know, uh, government never, uh, gives back, relinquishes power that it's assumed. 
So like if, if they get away with one mad grab for power, uh, just assume that they're going to be grabbing for more as soon as they have, a, they have an opportunity. And so uh, a major initiative that we're working on in terms of impressing upon the American people of that peril is, is to um, explain and persuade using logic and facts and evidence that the people who were in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, 2021, approximately a million, are in the same boat as the people who uh, lived in the United States and were denied early treatment and found their way to, you know, the only opportunity was to go to a hospital. Um, evidence is starting to come out from January 6th that there was extreme police misconduct and abuse that's become that's becoming been coming out just over the last six weeks hey there freedom loving carnivores it's jeff dornick from freedom first network and i've got a message for you are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege well fellow patriots it's time to fight back with prepper all naturals that's right folks in a world where the beef industry is under constant attack prepper all naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality taste and freedom when the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But what people don't know is that um, police, in the current police in the U.S. Capitol uh, Police Department, also believe that they were set up. So it's not just J6ers. It's, actual, it's actually police believe they were set up. And um, we have a, we're developing a more sophisticated understanding of how that went so wrong. Um, uh, but as we move forward, I suspect that Jan Sixers and police uh, may find some common ground. Our intelligence from current police officers is that many people in the department don't think that anybody should be, they think that everybody should be home with their families. But that, that government systems ambush that happened on January 6th is a different variety, but uh, the same kind of beast that ambushed anyone who brought their family member for treatment in a hospital. And so we're going to uh, increase awareness on both 
you know, these are massive chunks of America. Uh, uh, stress for them that that they're they're on common ground. Um, get some crossover in terms of backing each side up, because in order to make the government stop, we have to give them the, the proper feedback. The way that they understand feedback is political power, and we they don't know it yet, but we're already in an incredibly powerful political movement. It just hasn't registered on their radar. Uh, screens, yeah. That's really incredible how you see the similarity with all of that because it really all is involved with it. it really, we've pushed from that uh, with the uh, with COVID and then January 6th occurs and the same treatment there. It's a, a, a huge abuse of power uh, of our elected officials. This is really, really important because in order to win what is essentially some some kind of a war, I don't know, but some kind of a war, a non-kinetic war, you know, the violence kind um, with weapons and there's no no need for any of that. You can win wars without that. And in many respects, they're even more scary. But the important thing to remember is most people in the J6 community view it as, oh, this is an effort to ambush Trump and MAGA, and in the in the uh, government uh, COVID nineteen protocols community, they say uh, it was an effort to target people of faith because there are a lot of people, um, and we have hundreds of accounts of this of people getting special treatment when it, once it was found out that they're unvaccinated, right? And that you tend to a lot of those un- lack of vaccinations were based not only on medical concerns, religious concerns. And it's important for everybody to realize that that actually wasn't the main driver. The main driver of January, the response to January 6th, which was in the days that followed, Michael Sherwin from the Department of Justice said, we're going to have a shock and awe investigation. Look up shock and awe in Wikipedia, see what it says. They're talking about you know, going in and basically shutting down a city filled with terrorists and non-uniform foreign combatants, controlling the information battle space, creating a sense of futility in the opponents. And if you look at how the Department of Justice has responded to the defense bar and defendants, that's exactly what they did. And that's completely inappropriate in the United States. This is civil law society. We're all we're all protected by by uh, the Constitution. This is like outrageous conduct the department on the part of the Department of Justice. But the primary goal, a tactical primary goal, was as the J6ers believe. But what they're missing is that the strategic goal was to to ensure that federal law enforcement resources, both investigative and prosecutorial, and all the um, government media kind of, government-sponsored media kind of uh, uh, publicity swirling that goes on around that was focused on two to three more years of roundups where using joint terrorism task force assets, thousands of agents, state and federal, originally set up and funded to go after Osama bin Laden, now focused on Dukes of Hazard, Richard Bigel Barnett in Arkansas. I mean, it's totally preposterous and outrageous. And 
like who who made these decisions? There, uh, I just can't think of anything. I mean, it's just it boggles my how, how that how the Department of Justice could have ever gone down that road. It's outrageous. But the primary strategic goal is what I'm getting to. I'm sorry. That's all. They're keeping everybody's attention off the mass killings and deaths in the hospitals. Because, and I can I can state this matter of factly, that our widows, our Wolfpack widows, our Wolfpack uh, widowers, our Wolfpack cubs, siblings have been ringing state and federal investigative agencies off the hook. The FBI is ghosting us. They don't want to hear from our our uh, crime victims. They don't want to hear about it. And it's absolutely outrageous. And my former colleagues inside the United States Department of Justice and inside uh, the FBI, it's time to start pressuring your ASACs and your SACs and your supervisors to act properly. Your job is to execute. Uh, uh, you, you swore an oath to the Constitution. And we have 1.1 million people that died in hospitals. And what our experts are telling us, and we believe that this expert testimony will ultimately prevail, our experts are telling us the vast majority of those COVID deaths are not from COVID-19. They're from the treatment that they receive in the hospitals. And that's why we, we've documented, that's why we have, we're approaching 700 recorded interviews of widows next to kids survivors. And we have thousands of uh, interview write-ups that are in writing among our constellation of organizations. And we have snapshots of most hospitals, all states, throughout the course, how that, how that scheme evolved over the course of the COVID-19, what they call the, the epidemic. So we, 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 we took an approach with deliberateness, we took an approach much like Eisenhower did in terms of how they conducted their investigations in the wake of World War II, getting down to the bottom of what happened in Nazi Germany in the concentration camps. We, we, they deputized corporals and sergeants and they said, look, you seem like you're a smart guy. Go out and do some interviews and document it. And in the decades that followed, those write-ups became incredibly important for uh, Holocaust investigators and Holocaust uh, uh, research departments and universities all over the country. So not only are we doing this for purposes now, which is to get us moved towards a posture of investigating and prosecuting crimes against humanity, we're also doing it because we're recording history, because this can never happen again. Absolutely. So at this point, uh, Brad, the people out there that's listening, what do they need to be doing? So the first thing I would say is, um, I think that if you had a loved one who died in the hospital from COVID, um, I'd encourage you to look through your memory banks, recall what happened, um, talk to some of our experts who understand what we think probably happened to your loved one. These are people that went through this experience themselves. And see if, you know, it's always nice to know what it was that actually killed your loved one. Was it an act of nature? 
I'm, I'm setting aside the, the whole COVID, how that, how that was created. Let's just call it an act of nature. Was it an act of nature or was it an act of man? Was it, was it the treatment? Most people really want to get down to the bottom of why they lost their loved one. And if, if you're that kind of person that wants to have that information, contact us at formerfeds.org. Um, and we can take a look at your case and, 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 and see what we think was involved. The second thing is if you get COVID, you have to be out of your mind to go to a hospital. And this pains me to say this because uh, I, I believe in doctors, I believe in hospitals, and I believe in nurses. But our system is so broken right now, beyond recognition. Something happened after 2010 when there was this big movement to to uh, reconfigure everything. And basically all these mom and pop doctor's offices and doctor's shops got acquired by big hospital firms. And now instead of doctors making the decisions inside hospitals, uh, it's basically CEOs and hospitalists and they're profit driven. That's the second thing. The third thing, is, so how, how do you avoid going to the hospital? Early treatment. And as you know, because you've interviewed so many of these uh, uh, experts in the field, um, there's all sorts of protocols that you can use. Um, and they're available and uh, you can, uh, you know, you know who a lot of those people are. Don't waste your time. Um, I would always have that ready and on hand. And if my grandmother or something uh, became ill and I, uh, I thought it might be COVID or really anything, there's some things we know you can use now that will really not only abate the symptoms, but can actually uh, abort the uh, the virus if it's a virus, right? Like, who knew about it? Another thing is, I will say this, everybody should be on vitamin D3 and, and uh, vitamin K. Um, I take 5,000 IUs a day. In my opinion, all they would have really had to have done to avert the pandemic, if the pandemic is real, assuming it's real, um, if they would have just put the entire country on vitamin D, that would have had a, a tremendous benefit and hundreds of thousands of lives would have been saved. But they took another course, unfortunately. Well, you know, and, you know, just to add to that is you lock people inside and they weren't getting a natural uh, vitamin D. Yes. Because they weren't going outside. Yes. They were afraid to. And so you eliminated that. And then, you know, you got your supplements and stuff. So. They knew what they were doing. So one of the, uh, it's a whole nother foray. I won't get into about how I discovered this whole problem so early, but uh, in Vietnam, Vietnam by May of 2021 uh, had uh, roughly 130 uh, COVID deaths. So they have a 95 million population. They're right next door to China and they have 130 COVID deaths. Around that time, I believe we had 600 to 650 deaths in the United States. It's like a 400,000% increase. And this is just, you politicians in Washington, are you kidding me? We're the United States of America. We're supposed to have the best hospital system and look at all the third world countries and emerging economies. Very few people died in those emerging economies. 
fact, it's directly proportional. The access that you had to Western medical technology events, all these medications, it's directly proportional to the number of deaths you had. And in Vietnam, by May of 20, 2021, they still had 130 deaths. By the end of the year, they had roughly 50,000 deaths. What happened? Well, in June, they rolled out the vaccines. Okay. So, and for months, the entire country went into an immediate lockdown. As soon as they gave out the vaccine, there was like a massive pandemic. And so one of the things that I want to document, I want to document that. Uh, it's very important for me to document on that. Because one thing I really, is one thing to do these things to Americans, but then to export that to a country that has such great respect and trust in Americans. It's, it's totally inappropriate. And they have to be held to account. Yes, I do. Well, Brent, um, really appreciate you coming on with us. It was uh, very informative, and I thank you for what you're doing. Incredible work, sir. And thank you, Dustin. Thank you for the work you're doing. Yes, sir. And I'll continue. Thank you. Appreciate it. Don't go away. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.